The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now from the Doctors' Reform Society, we've got Dr. Con Costa. Doctor, thanks very much for being on the program. Thank you. Good morning. So you're concerned about these suburbs in Western Sydney and uh, I think parts of Sydney that are being fined and there's been some very intense crackdowns on what's going on up there and, of course, the uh, the cases up there we're watching very closely here in Victoria because potentially it means an extended lockdown down here. But you're calling on the Pfizer vaccine, which is being delivered into Australia as we speak, to be um, relocated, uh, big parts of it, to Western Sydney. I guess the question is, if we do that, how long does it take for those people that get the Pfizer vaccine to actually build immunity it's quite a long lead time isn't it well we can't we can't keep on punishing people like up here we're talking about putting a ring of steel around those suburbs well that didn't work because then they realized all those people are the people that work in the hospitals in retail um you know that basically keep keep us alive so, uh, because they're all working class suburbs. Yep. So the yep. ring of steel didn't work. So what we're calling for is a ring of vaccination. Why are we going to spend two weeks locking all these people down or, or trying to, because in the end, most of them still have to go to their work because it's essential work. Why, instead of giving them fines, why don't we give them Pfizer? Why don't we open up hubs in the, in the local council um, town halls? And at least let's get started on immunising people because immunisation is the way out of this thing. We can't keep going round and round in circles, uh, corralling people uh, and yet not taking steps to get us out of this mess. So if we do immunise people, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, you get the first dose of Pfizer, you then have to wait about, was it three weeks before you then get the second dose. From that second dose, how long does it then take to actually build immunity? Well, soon after the second dose, but look, let's be clear, even one dose will give people some immunity. Uh, And at least we're progressing along that path to getting 50% or 80% of the population vaccinated. Just to sit back and do nothing, just to lock people down is not taking us forward. And, And we've got to admit that the current situation, the vaccination rollout is very clunky We've only got about uh, less than half of the GPs involved. Most people want to go to their GP. Even the GPs that are involved, they find it hard to access the vaccines. They run out of vaccines. People cancel. It's It's a really complicated, clunky system where the smarties are finding ways around it mm. and getting, uh, you know. So instead of having a, a system of mass vaccinations, which was done in the United States, let's get everyone vaccinated. We're still with this clunky vaccination system. I mean, not even 500 doctors are registered to give the Pfizer. So what we're calling for is set up these vaccination hubs in the local towns, in the local councils, and let's get everyone vaccinated. What, what, what is the, what is the holdup? We, we, the, the system at the moment is just so opaque and clunky, uh, we're not getting anywhere. And you're right about people finding ways around it because I do know that there are young people, people my age, you know, in their 20s and 30s that seem to be able to get Pfizer even though they're not necessarily 
eligible and that's because they've sort of worked around and tried to find, for example, instances where they're throwing out doses and otherwise it would go to waste. So there does seem to be a way around the vaccine system if you know what you're doing and are prepared to go through that, that length. But I guess the question is, if people do get the Pfizer vaccine, are they still able to be carriers of COVID and are they still able to spread the virus even if they don't receive symptoms themselves? Well, of course, it's not a hunt, you know, it's not going to stop you becoming a carrier, uh, not going to stop you spreading it, but it does give you some, it does give you some uh, protection. It's uh, uh, including of, of catching it and spreading it. Uh, it's not obviously 100%. It's not meant to do that. It's meant to mainly give you antibodies so that you won't get really sick. And, and in the end, that's what we're really after. The, the concern about all these lockdowns is that we don't overload the intensive care units and the public hospitals. So if we can get Pfizer into people's arms, um, and, and the AstraZeneca uh, horse is pretty well bolted in the southwest of Sydney with the, the botched way they rolled it out. If we can get Pfizer into people's arms, we know there's a good chance that even with the first dose, those people will not end up in intensive care, which then means there's less pressure on the government to lock everything down. When, we've got to get started, and we've got to get started to move quickly. When you say the AstraZeneca horse is bolted, what does that mean? Is it that people are reluctant to have um, that vaccine just because of the information out there and I suppose even uh, the Queensland uh, chief medical officer saying, you know, it's not necessarily appropriate for people of a certain age. Is it that issue or is it some other issue that's causing people not to get AstraZeneca? Well, just the way historically that it happened, that we went all in with AstraZeneca and then the clotting problem happened. Then we said we'll only give it to older people because it was too high risk relatively for the young. Mm. Uh, a whole series of then changes uh, we're talking now of the southwestern suburbs of Sydney, which are mainly migrant communities, and the um, the doctors, the, uh, uh, the the work with those communities. That they're saying that that those communities now are very reluctant to have the AstraZeneca. That's just in that area, and that's why we're calling for the government to just use these two weeks of, of lockdown or Clayton's lockdown because. As we said, you can't lock down the people that are the workers in the community. Uh, we use those two weeks to open up local vaccine hubs. And let's just get all the Pfizer into those, into those people. And at least let's go forward and not end up in two weeks in exactly the same place where we are now. Is that, in your experience, the best way to run a vaccination clinic, to have those big hubs, or do you do it sort of GP by GP? Do you bring in pharmacists? How do you try and really get things moving, as you're talking about? Look, I'm a GP. My patients come to me and they ask for the vaccine, and I say, look, I'm not registered to give it. Um, it was too complicated, too bureaucratic, and actually we're glad we didn't register because in the end we got the GPs got mucked around so much. Mm. But if you go somewhere like Sydney Olympic... Well, I'm not saying that the GPs are not doing a good job. They are. They're doing a good job in a very difficult situation. But when you go to Sydney Olympic Hub, it's just fantastic. It's just hundreds and hundreds of people lining up all together, all collectively getting their jab and feeling like a community that's getting things done. It's just a totally different vibe. So we're not saying... 
my my proposal would be let all the GPs give the jab. Why are we only giving it to less than half, allowing less than half? But more importantly, let's make every town hall or local town a vaccine hub where we can all just get in there and get our jabs. Yeah, to me, I've been saying this right since the very beginning of the vaccine rollout. That, to me, makes the most sense. I mean, here in Geelong, we've got a big vaccination facility out at what used to be a Ford factory. People go through that. Um, Everyone that's been there has said to me that it's quite a straightforward process. Uh, You line up, and as you said, there's that sense of community. And that, to me, seems to be the way of rolling it out to a high number of people very quickly, which is what we desperately need. Exactly right. Exactly. So, um, instead of a ring of steel around the southwest of Sydney. Let's uh, put a. Uh, let's get vaccination for those people in the next two weeks. Instead of the police going around and giving fines, let the police go around and support giving Pfizer. Well, thanks for being on the program. And yeah, I mean, here in Victoria, we've really copped it in terms of lockdown. So I can absolutely empathise with how tough it is up there in Sydney. So hopefully you get through it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Con Costa, with us there from the Doctors' Reform Society. Now, I think it's very relevant to have people from Sydney talking about what's going on in Sydney on the program because what happens in Sydney seems to end up down here. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.